You are listening to First Metro Security's weekly podcast series delivered every Tuesday where we will be featuring timely and relevant discussions on the Philippine stock market and the economy in the hope of providing investing and trading guidance on a weekly basis. Please welcome your host for this series, Royce Aguilar from the Research Department at First MetroSec. Okay, so hello everyone. I'm Royce Aguilar. Uh, welcome to First Metrosec's podcast series. This is the first episode of many. Of course, now this is the first ep- first podcast and we tried to do this to cater to clients, to cater to even non-clients regarding some market updates, regarding what's happening, under anything under the sun that may or may not be related to the market. And that's what we are here to address. And first, I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself and then after which we're going to tell you the, the structure of the podcast which will be translated to any other episode moving forward okay so i would like to introduce myself of course i'm royce aguilar i'm part of the research team in first metro securities and uh, i'm I'm in charge for the retail research i'm also the one who co-created the traders playbook you see in our website i'm also the one in charge of the content of our monthly webinars and the like so there, that's basically me. I've been here in the company for nearly three years now. So about the structure of the of this podcast series, first uh, we will discuss the weekly theme. So what happened last week, and what we think will happen this week, and after which we're gonna tell you our picks for the week. And what's nice here is this: what I'm gonna discuss in every podcast, the weekly theme is going to be actually uploaded in our website as well but the value added here is i'm gonna tell you a more in-depth explanation of what happens of what we think will happen what happened in the previous week and our stock picks and then so after i introduce the week the weekly theme i'm gonna tell you the theme the for this week meaning What's happening, for example, for this week, I'm going to tell you oil. Something what happened in the couple of weeks back regarding negative price of oil. I'm going to tell you what does that mean? What is really the meaning of that certain event? And then after which, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you, for example, the recent happening on the second wave of COVID-19 in Japan, Singapore. I'm going to talk about it a bit. So there. So moving forward, what happened last week? So... For the PSEI, it actually jumped by over 4%, over 200 points. It closed at exactly 5,700.71. So it was actually fueled by market optimism towards the partial reopening of the economy through a GCQ or general community quarantine last May 1. So if it actually it actually was implemented in select areas where select sectors in low-risk regions will see gradual easing of quarantine restrictions. You're going to see several sectors like logistics, beverage tobacco sectors open up and of course sentiment was further boosted by positive results reporting in testing jaleeds remdesivir as a treatment for covid19 in the u.s so what happened there was actually showed a 31 percent faster recovery time in patients versus a placebo so that's basically what happened last week so just talk a bit about what happened in the u.s 
what happened in the US last week it actually closed on a sour note in the past in the last couple sessions mainly because of lower earnings guidance specifically from tech companies we also we actually even saw news um, Tesla CEO Elon Musk saying that his stock price was too high so that's very unique you don't see that much statements from uh, an executive all the more a CEO so that actually resulted to the Tesla stock plunging nearly or around double digit decline in share price so moving back to the local market no we do expect the market to pull back this week of course we we saw recent setbacks in the geopolitical scene specifically Trump threatening to impose new tariffs against China in regarding their response to the COVID-19 pandemic, we also saw North and South Korea exchanging gunfires in the militarized zone. Is there motive? Is there no motive that we are yet to see? But of course, now given those couple of seen couple of geopolitical setbacks, we we do expect investors to stay back. And this is very this is a very exciting week as well. We we classify this as a blockbuster week. Besides progress on the COVID-19, we are we are also awaiting um, a slew or several data releases. For the rest of the week, we are seeing we we will see corporate earnings both in the Philippines and the U.S. There's also data the likes of manufacturing, inflation, and GDP. What's interesting in our GDP numbers, besides the effect of the COVID-19 in the latter part of the first quarter, we will see the impact of the Taal eruption. Very nice to very interesting to watch in regards to how the number or the result of the data will fare compared to expectations. Because at the end of the day, it's, if, it meets ex- if it exceeds expectation, despite being lower in the previous result, the market may go up. But again, this is a very interesting data point given that all data are, are, can be gathered given the pandemic. So we will, we will just be informed, maybe shocked in the result in the days to come. So moving on, so this after discussing what we think will happen for the week, after discussing what happened the previous week, we will discuss for you our picks for the week. So just a heads up regarding our picks for the week, this is mostly significant different compared to what we discuss in the monthly wrap-up because what the, the picks we see in the monthly wrap-up is mostly for our long-term picks, right? And what we will discuss for the week is mostly... Breaking news, news that went over, that was released over the weekend, and what we think will happen at least for the week alone. So this is more of a shorter term expectation, shorter term call. So first is we have a couple of we have a couple of picks, and just to mention in the picks for the week, we can actually um, provide both a buy and a sell pick. So that's the difference compared to what you see in the monthly wrap up. So our first couple of picks are mostly related to the news relating. To the Philippine government allowing Philippine offshore gaming operators to resume partial operation. So this is regarding Pogos being allowed to resume their partial operations. So the first pick is Mega World. For Mega World, we do think this is a positive news for them for the rest of the week, mainly because they have one of the most exposure amongst index names. So based on, based from our recent data, they have around around 14% of their total office portfolio is allotted to the POGOs, right? So with that being said, it will likely have good sentiment surrounding the stock for the week, given, especially given that the partial reopening of POGOs came ahead of other sectors. Recall, of course, most of these POGOs are operating in NCR, right? And it's noteworthy that the POGOs are now operating ahead of other sectors, so we may see um, some positive sentiment surrounding the stock. 
So there, another beneficiary of this news is the Diamantislao. For Diamantislao, amongst the listed names, it has the most exposure at around 30% of their office portfolio allotted for Pogos. So same with Mega World, we do think there will be good sentiment surrounding the stock given that they may already benefit compared to other companies who are yet to pair their losses out, assuming the ECQ is lifted in NCR. Another topic of ours is Ayala Land Logistics Holdings Corp. So, it's noteworthy that it rallied by nearly 9% last Thursday. We do think it's mostly on optimism on some sectors, example, logistics, which will o- we will open up on areas under GCQ. Compared to the compared to the other two picks, we're looking at Ayala Land Logistics more on a technical analysis perspective. Uh, according to Recognit, so this is our automated chart pattern recognition program. It actually saw an inverse head and shoulders. It actually it was actually formed uh, last April 17, and it has a target price now of 2.2 to 2.3, given the formation of the inverse head and shoulders. So that being said, you know, we for all of these stocks, all of for this week, it's all buy picks. So we do recommend talking at current prices. So of course, to keep your stop loss tight, given the volatile market environment. So there. So that's talking about for the week now let's move on to oil so oil was the talk of the town in the mostly in the second half of april i think what happened was the west texas intermediate oil prices specifically for the may contract went into negative i believe it went as low as negative 37 if i'm not mistaken and actually ended up quite a bit positive um, by the end of the day. And let's, let's discuss the rationale regarding what happened there. So first, let's discuss the difference between West Texas Intermediate and Brent Crude. So both of those are benchmarks, oil benchmark. So the difference is the WTI is actually pegged on the wells in US compared to Brent. It's mostly pegged into the oil in the North Sea. And Brent is the more widely used benchmark. Around two-thirds of all of all oil contracts, Brent is the benchmark. So WTI is mostly related to the wells, oil wells found in the US. So what happened was the price of oil or the value of the May contract of WTI oil went into negative meaning. If I'm a seller, I'm willing to give money to the buyer just to get it off my hands, just to get the oil of my hands mainly because number one there's lack of lack of uh, demand of course you're you're seeing lack of air travel lack of car lack of usage of cars so that's really gonna dampen your demand right another is supply gluts and storage problems storage problems mostly the problem now is they can't find any more places to store oil so that's that's the main problem and that's why the wti oil may contract went into negative just to be clear maybe some of you are curious is oil negative for everyone again we differentiated the wti and the brent and specifically for the the one that went into negative is the may contract only if you take a look at the june july contract it's actually positive and the WTI right now is around 19, trading at around 19. So it's very important to keep updated regarding the happenings regarding to these kinds of economic events. And that's why we provide you reports in the first Metrosec website. We explain a bit regarding what happened. 
So there, that's basically what happened to oil. So it's mainly collapse in demand, overflow supply, lack of oil storage facilities. Okay, so just to add on the oil storage facility, so it's more than half of this capacity has already been filled, right? So global storage stock is estimated to be 63% occupied at the moment. That's a lot. So without any supply cuts, these facilities may be filled in about the next couple of months. So that's the problem we have yet to solve. Okay, so that's one. If you have any questions, please just let us know by emailing first Metrosec. Okay, so now we're going to talk about the second wave of COVID-19. Of course, prior to this, it's mostly theories regarding the uh, second, third wave of COVID-19. And we're now seeing the second wave specifically in both Japan and Singapore. So the thing here is both countries had been praised for their initial efforts in containing the coronavirus. But of course, what happened was they may have overlooked some situation. Oh, sorry, let's talk about Singapore first. So Singapore, was what they did was they overlooked the living conditions of most foreign workers. And these foreign workers specifically living in crowded dormitories with between 12 and 20 men sharing the single room. So that's talk about social distancing, right? This is not what occurred. And that's why Singapore right now is the number one in terms of uh, infected cases in Southeast Asia. Philippines was initial number one, but maybe, but because of the quick surge of this, the cases in Singapore, they're now number one. And about three quarters of all cases are linked to the dormitories. Maybe three quarters of the latest cases. So, of course, no, that they overlooked that one. And Singapore being a small country, that's uh, the result. Uh, bulk of people living in one roof. But of course, that should not be the case given the pandemic. Now, Singapore seems to be paying the price. But of course, of course, we do hope that eventually they will control the, pan- the pandemic the second time around. So, of course, now there are news that Singapore will ease their lockdown, specifically let some business reopen from May 12. Of course, they're still going to implement what they call circuit breakers to control the pandemic. So, let's see. Of course, this is we are talking about this for us to know that the second wave actually happens. And it, it also happens to developed countries which have implemented um, policies, which have, uh, which have implemented um, robust policies. And yet, this kind of things still happen to them. They still overlook some kind. Because again, the pandemic is unique. This is not, we, we don't experience this every day. So it's an adjustment for everyone, even our lawmakers, even to our lawmakers. And Japan, the second wave of COVID cases also occurred in Japan. And now they're extending their national emergency emergency until the end of this month to contain the virus. And this this is despite um some leveling off in the rate of new cases. But of course they still see the second wave, but let's just say compared to the previous days, it's now um controlled. But of course they may have also overlooked and they may have opened too soon. That was that's the theme for Japan. But nevertheless, they're extending their um, national emergency to really contain this virus as soon as possible. 
So there, you know, that that's the thing we talked about in this podcast. Very interesting thing to see in the next podcast. We are hope to delve in further on our theme. Of course, we this is the first podcast, more of an introduction. So moving forward, we are we do expect to delve in further in the in our themes for the week. Of course, if you have suggestions of themes you'd like to talk about, let us know. So we we can provide a bit of a analysis for that. Thank you very much. I hope you enjoy the week ahead. And I'm Royce Aguilar. And as always, your future first. Thanks for listening to First Metro Security's weekly stock market podcast. Please don't forget to follow us to get first dibs on our next episodes. To join the First MetroSec family, head over to www.facebook.com groups slash First MetroSec and access up-to-date market news and information, First MetroSec exclusives, and the opportunity to connect with your fellow Filipino investors and traders.